So the most personal way of relating to somebody is face to face, right? Yeah, definitely. What do you think is the second most personal way? Your FaceTime? I find FaceTime awkward. I find it extremely awkward also. I'd rather call someone, like with a phone call. Okay. I wonder why that is. Maybe because you feel like you should look better than you actually do in real life? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Because there's some sense of permanence to it? I don't know. Anyway, so this is what I came, what I came to realize uh, talking to some people on the phone recently was that the phone was more personal or was second most personal. I thought it was face-to-face and then writing a handwritten letter. Hmm. Then phone call, then um, text. Do you write letters a lot? Do I? Not right now, but I have in the past. Yeah. There is a lot more intentionality that goes into writing a letter. There is. I think people very much appreciate writing letters, but I think making a phone call is more vulnerable than writing a letter. And that's why it's more personal. Yeah, I guess because when it comes to... Well, it's the same thing between a phone call and a text. So in a text, I can edit, I can and text whatever I want and make it good or funny or whatever. Yeah. But when, yeah, there's a vulnerability to a phone call where you are just... You, you're there and it's not rehearsed or anything you're just calling the person and talking to them yeah do you send emojis in your texts in my texts yeah yeah and that has a that changes the adding an emoji to a text what does that do it lightens it right or makes it more real it for me why i will include an emoji is to words cannot express what I want to get across, and I want to make sure I get across the right emotion. Yeah, so tone, you, yeah, right? So like tone. in an email. Yeah, uh, an emoji will get across the tone better. Uh, there's a difference between uh, an emoji smiley face showing the teeth and an emoji smiley face with the tears falling off. Of Like, like I am actually laughing right now. I'm laughing so hard that my t- tears yeah, are yeah. falling off. Yeah, you know, that true. kind of thing. Like, I find that very, very funny as opposed to, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then GIFs, like, elevated even more, right? Is it possible that it brings in to the relationship this shared experience where you can relate not just with each other, like the emotions of the two people, but then relate to this third thing where you can share in the hilarity of it or the sadness of it? Yeah. So I think just being quarantined has really sort of changed our how we communicate with each other. Like, I, I know you haven't seen your parents in, what, three weeks or something? Yeah, almost a month now. Yeah, it's which depressing. is, you're really close with them, right? So, yeah. your sister too, I don't mm-hmm. think you've seen, or your brother. I haven't seen any of them, yeah. But you do, you were telling me, you were telling me about this uh, thing that you're doing on, on your phone, this app you downloaded, Marco Polo or yeah, something? Yeah, Marco Polo. Matt Pialelli, who is a great parishioner, uh, prince of a man, <laughs> he, uh, told me to download it. So we've been doing little, it's, it's basically a like walkie talkie only with video and not audio. It's video and audio, but it's like you take a short video of yourself talking and then it's sent. You can then receive it and then send another one back. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Marco Polo. So I think the most intimate way of talking to my parents or talking to my sister or my brother is a phone call. Then it would be the Marco Polo thing. 
Um, okay. I would rather like I would rather talk with them on the phone than FaceTime them. There's I don't know. I just find FaceTime weird because I can concentrate on our conversation instead of just like staring at the person. FaceTime demands more of you. It demands more of your attention, right? Because if you're on the phone, you could be going for a walk, you could be cleaning the dishes, you could be doing your laundry. Yeah. But if you're on FaceTime and you're doing any one of those things while you're having the conversation, the other person's going to be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm right here. No, My eyes point. are up here." That's a really good point. So maybe that's part of the. So basically, you're saying that I am shallow. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything you didn't know already. <laughs> I guess just being in this time has really caused me to like think about how I communicate with people, the levels of intimacy that each mode of communication require, and like what I want to, how I want to communicate or relate to people after this whole thing is over, hopefully soon. But yeah, face to face, there's no, there's no uh, replacement for that, and that's why it hurts so much when like you're face to face with somebody. And then they're on their phone texting. Right? Oh, yeah. Because like, hey. Oh, yeah. It's all about, you know, relating to each other, how we relate to each other, what we put into our relating to each other. You know, 20, 30 years ago, if the phone rang during dinner, eating dinner together as a family was a priority. And you sacrificed other things to make that time with your family important. But now it just seems like what's being sacrificed in mealtime is the time with the family. What's ah, not yeah. being sacrificed is uh, what somebody, you know, just texted me, which is, you know, reprioritizing what is most important. And I read recently um, somebody talking about uh, buttoning up your shirt and how, well, I don't know what it is for. Women have blouses, right, that have buttons on them. Is that what they're called? Did you know that women's clothes, the buttons are on the right side? No, they're not. I promise you. That is false. It is absolutely true. That is ridiculous. That is not... You don't believe me? Why would clothing companies... Yeah, but I'm telling you, this is a a reality. I don't believe you. I was... I went to China. I went to China 10 years ago, and... I go to this silk market, you know, where everything's like knockoff and cheap and stuff. I, I needed a raincoat because it was raining and I didn't have a coat. So I go to this market. This woman shows me a coat. She puts it on me. She zippers it up. And I'm like, hey, this is a good coat. You know, it was like 20 bucks. I was like, great, I'll buy it. Get home, put the thing on and realize this is weird. Something's weird about this. It was a woman's coat because the, the zipper was on the wrong side. That's a great story about you in China. <laughs> I'm probably going to add in, like, Chinese music as you tell that story. Of course. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> this, this has been a weird podcast. We're just talking. What would you say? What is, what is the Father Derek point of the day? Oh, so I was talking about the, the clothes. Yeah. So God's, I think, trying to teach us, um, put first things first. If you have the second button in the third hole, yeah, and th- then you start doing every consecutive button um, in the wrong hole. The second button has to be in the second hole, and the third button has to be in the third hole. And I think what God is trying to teach us, teach me, I should say, in this is that, like, okay, God's number one, right? That has to be in the right hole. And if it's not, then you got to redo all the other holes. Put God first, right? Your family, right? If you are, like, even, maybe not number one, but even number five on the list, your life is disordered. Mm. And you have you have to find the order again. And so sometimes I find myself like we're in the chapel and 
supposed to be praying, like intently praying, but I'm on my phone and something else will distract me. And mm. I'll have this thought like, I shouldn't be on my phone right now because yeah. the God of the universe is loving me into existence right now. And I'm not loving him back. <laughs> yeah. so, well, not- Bishop Barron, which is cool is Bishop Barron, he talks about... Um, he has a YouTube video or something about technology and he talks about every time in the morning when he goes in for his holy hour, like we do, he has a little table outside of the chapel hmm. that he places his phone on. Um, just because he knows he mm-hmm. will look at his phone, he'll see it flash up when you're when he's praying. So he keeps it out on a little table. So maybe we should do that. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Boom. Alright. Any shout outs? Shout outs. So many shout outs. So many? So many. Oh. So shout out to Marianne Nemitz for providing us dinner last night. It was awesome. Oh yeah. Thank so you. Good. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Evelyn and Mariana Sanchez. Um, you guys are amazing. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, Thanks for the email. Listening. Yeah, very kind. So kind. And a shout out to uh, Mama Maloney and the whole Maloney family. Uh, you guys are amazing. And uh, Kate, Kate and Trish Maloney were on uh, the Crux pilgrimage. Nice. They are rock stars. Yeah, I saw so, your picture where they all signed it. Yeah, they are amazing. So, yeah, shout out to the Maloney family. You guys are amazing. Good, until yeah. next time. Until next time. So, I really don't know what we talked about. <laughs> Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast. <laughs>